0: It's clear to me that Australia has lost its mind. It hates its people. But they are not alone. The world hates its people. But what alarms me the most about what I am about to bring to the podcast, which is a video clip from a creator called Tim Truth, He has a website, vaxpain.usa, that will give you thousands upon thousands of records of vaccine injury on the VAERS reporting system. He also has a website called Group Discover, and that website compiles some of the best videos on the internet. This video, that I am sure he does not mind me sharing, is one that doesn't make me just angry. and doesn't make me just cringe. It makes my antennas go up because I know that the leaders who consider themselves the leaders, I don't have leaders. The leaders of the world are salivating. The leaders of the world are dying to figure out Just how they can implement the same thing in their countries. So as you listen to this and you try to temper the cringe and you attempt to abate the anger, understand that wherever you live, the highest version of this lunacy that the people who think they are leaders can exact on you in your population is exactly what they are going to do. They are going to attempt everything in their bodies to emulate the Australian model.
1: know in these communities the viral load is extremely high and chances are you have the virus or someone you're coming into contact with has the virus. Please remember that. It is through higher vaccination rates that we can look forward to living life more freely. Uh, in the last uh, 48 hours, um, Health Police and a New South Wales working group, uh, given Uh, the the compliance challenges that police have updated us on in the last few days and given uh, the surge in case numbers in the last few days, um, the government is now about to announce final measures to make sure we do everything we can. We throw everything at getting the case numbers down but also while we do that we put all our energies in getting the vaccination rates up and I can't thank our citizens enough. Uh, So from Monday at midnight, Uh, the Greater Sydney Lockdown will extend until the end of September, so the Greater Sydney Lockdown will be extended until the end of September. Uh, I also want to stress that uh, from Monday midnight, unless you're exercising, masks should be worn outdoors everywhere across New South Wales. Uh, Our concern is that when people are walking past a group of people or accidentally bumping into people, that, uh, that can cause, that fleeting contact can cause transmission. And even when you're exercising, you need to have the mask with you. In case uh, you're doing some strenuous exercise and you happen to come into contact with anybody else, the mask needs to be put on your face. And this also from police makes it easier for them to make sure that everybody is sticking to the rules. So this mask wearing outdoors, unless you're exercising, applies to every single citizen across New South Wales, whether you live in Sydney, whether you live in the bush, everybody has to respect that rule. We're also encouraging, as we do for schools, unless you absolutely have to, please do not send your children to childcare or to early childhood. We know this is a big imposition for many families. Now in terms of the local government areas of concern, I can't stress enough uh, that we fear for you. We've imposed a lot of restrictions on you already. Families who are unvaccinated are suffering the most. Uh, And for this reason, uh, we've taken, the government has taken the advice of our health and police who've worked together on presenting these to us yesterday. Uh, that we will be implementing curfews in those local government areas of concern from Monday, from 9pm to 5am, you cannot leave your home, uh, unless of course it's for authorised work or for emergencies. So police will be stopping everybody who's leaving their home from 9pm to 5am. And again, this is based on police feedback we received in the last few days about the type of activity that's unfortunately being carried out by a small number of people. But as we said, Delta doesn't leave any room for error. Uh, If you are in a local government area of concern, we ask that you limit your exercise to an hour a day. Unfortunately, too many people are using that for the wrong reasons. Again, we want everybody to be healthy and we want everybody to utilise that exercise allowance in those areas of concern, but we ask you to limit it to an hour a day. Again, police have given us feedback that a handful of people are unfortunately doing the wrong thing where that's concerned. And also, we're asking for vaccines to be mandated for childcare workers and disability support workers. It's really important to make sure that in relation to those workers, that they're vaccinated and they have until uh, August the 30th to get their first dose to go back to work. I also uh, want to mention that Commissioner Fuller has been given additional powers, which he will talk about in relation to uh, police powers in maintaining compliance. And he'll also discuss the permit system. And Dr. Chant will provide an update surveillance testing in those communities as well as rapid antigen testing uh, i also want to stress finally that in new south wales there's half a million supply of Pfizer available to everybody 16 to 39 in those 12 local government areas of concern you are being given priority please take up this opportunity because the more we vaccinate the quicker we vaccinate the sooner we get out of this. And to all those 16 to 39-year-olds, the reason why we're extending the lockdown for another month um, and the reason why we're imposing these additional measures uh, in those local government areas of concern is because the vaccine takes at least two to three weeks, the first dose to have effect. So we're doing everything we can. We've thrown everything at this. And now it's time to bunker down. And I can't stress that enough. It is time for all of us to bunker down Uh, take this as seriously as we can and we do everything we can to get those vaccination rates up and yes we will have two things to announce next week our plan for what schools looks like in term 3 and 4 and also what life looks like for some at uh, 6 million jabs And that their things we'll discuss next week. But in the interim, this is what life will look like uh, for for most of us uh, until the end of September. But next week, can I stress, in relation to schools and in relation to what happens for fully vaccinated people at 6 million jabs, we will discuss next week and their announcements will make next week.
2: 800 tickets overnight, 50 charges for breaching the health orders that brings this week's total to nearly three and a half thousand since Operation Stay at Home uh, commenced. Going to give an example of that: four men this morning at Dremoyne were stopped at 2am and gave the excuse of exercising. They were from the LGAs of concern. They were given $17,000 worth of tickets and sent packing home. Of the 800 tickets written, nearly 500 of those were for people leaving the house without a reasonable excuse. And this is why, certainly one of the reasons the police minister and I have asked for these additional powers, including the curfew. Um, Can I say, firstly, police now have the power... If they find someone outside of an LGA of concern without a reasonable excuse to issue them, not just an infringement, but an order to return home, which is extremely important. Equally, if someone enters an LGA of concern without excuse, not only will they be fined, they will be sent home and they will be, have to self isolate for 14 days. Now, this is all about stopping the transmission of the virus from the areas of concern, those 12 LGAs, into the rest of Greater Sydney and certainly uh, regional New South Wales. The Police Commissioner now also has powers to deem a residential premises as a COVID risk. Now, these are the premises where we know receive information from health. There's a COVID positive case in the residents. There are close contacts. We now have greater powers to control. Now these welfare visits are not just about making sure people comply with their health orders. Police and defence have come across people who are gravely ill and possibly would have died police commissioner now also has power to declare a residential apartment a risk and we can lock that apartment down until new south wales health has conducted the appropriate tests can i say two other permit systems will come in later next week and that is for any authorized worker leaving the lgas of the concern you must have a permit and additionally anyone entering the LGAs of concern for the reason of work must carry a permit. Now we know tomorrow there's a new permit system to protect regional New South Wales. With any of these permit systems If the system is down, if there's any sense of failure, police won't take action for you not having a permit. However, can I say and be clear, it's an offence now to leave Greater Sydney to go to regional New South Wales without a reasonable excuse. So please don't think that if there's a failure of the permit system, if there's a delay to the permit system, that it is okay for you to leave those LGAs of concern or in fact enter it. There are current health offences for that. The permit system is to help police with enforcement. The permit system is to help individuals to better understand their rights and what they can do lawfully. These additional powers including the curfews were from a police perspective about stopping the spread of the virus. The police minister and I have been extremely supportive of these powers and we certainly welcome them. We will continue to drive operations, stay at home. We have nearly a thousand Australian Defence Force workers on the ground in New South Wales assisting not just through hotel quarantine welfare visits, they're in regional New South Wales working with police and working with New South Wales Health. I wanted
3: to indicate um, that I strongly support this comprehensive bundle of new measures which complement other actions. We need these measures to slow the growth of this escalating outbreak and give us time to vaccinate our population to save lives and prevent hospitalisations. All of us have a responsibility to do our part to protect each other and our loved ones. Our vaccines are effective, even one dose, but two is much better. So I'm urging everyone, um, particularly those who have had the AZ vaccine, to, if you've had it within four weeks, ring your doctor and get an appointment. We have suggested reducing the schedule so that you can have it at any time after four weeks in the current context. noting that um, pending advice there will be other vaccines and booster doses available in next year so in terms of longevity of protection be assured that booster doses will be available can i indicate that i understand that this is going to be so hard for everyone across new south wales for the next four to six weeks But I do not want to be standing here every day announcing these high rates of hospitalisation and these deaths. Every one of these deaths is someone's mother, father, grandmother, grandfather. And I want to see those deaths as low as possible. So I call on the people of New South Wales to work together. We can get on top of this. We can reduce the rate of increase and we can reduce the number of people that are seriously ill and who will die. But it's going to be hard and it requires us to redouble our efforts and work together. We have got two very effective vaccines, but we also need these additional measures given the rate of increase. Now, particularly, I want to call out to the resilient, vibrant communities of Southwestern Sydney and Western Sydney, who have borne so much of the brunt of this recent outbreak. My heart and my thoughts are with you, but it is critically important that we put these enhanced measures in place to protect you and your loved ones. But we have got, as the Premier indicated, around 500, thousand bookings available for the re- targeted at the residents 16 to 39 years in all of those local government areas of concern. Those bookings are available this week and next week. So I can't urge you enough to go online and book and get a dose of vaccine. That vaccine will protect you, but also your loved your loved ones. I would also just like to highlight the sewage detections. We've had sewage detections in Cobar, Port Macquarie, Parks, Canamble and Balambi sewage treatment plants in recent days. Thank you.
1: Well clearly two fundamental things shifted this week in New South Wales and the first was the sudden escalation of cases and secondly the feedback from police about uh, a handful of people flagrantly disregarding the rules. And for that reason, I tasked uh, Health and Police to work together to give me a final list of what we can throw at this, to leave no shadow of doubt as to how serious we are about getting the rate of growth down, the case numbers down. I don't want to leave a shadow of a doubt. And I do want to extend my heartfelt empathy and gratitude to those uh, populations living in the 12 local government areas of concern in western and southwestern Sydney, I know, we all know most of you are doing the right thing and suffering the most, but it's to protect you and your loved ones that we're doing this, to make sure we don't leave any stone unturned whilst we vaccinate the population. Because once you're vaccinated, we know it slows the spread and it protects you against getting into hospital and it protects your loved ones. So we're racing to get those vaccination rates up. But whilst they they are where they are, we don't want to see families go through the grief unnecessarily. So we're asking everybody to go through a bit of pain in order to protect lives until we get those vaccination rates up. And as we've seen, there is no simple answer to the Delta. Short, sharp lockdowns don't always work. Uh, As we've seen, this Delta variant is very different to anything Australia has experienced. But we also have wonderful opportunities here, unlike the rest of the world. We have an opportunity through higher vaccination uh, to show how it can be done moving forward, to protect lives, to protect against uh, hospitalization. We have the opportunity here in New South Wales and Australia and in other states to show how it can be done as safely as possible. Well, it's a combination of things. This is an opportunity uh, for all of us to know that we have thrown everything at this now whilst the evidence evidence of curfews uh, is mixed Uh, the evidence to a lot of this thing is mixed but i don't want us to ever look back and say we didn't try we didn't put everything into this and uh, put it this way other states and jurisdictions who've had curfews who've had uh, lockdown measures have still seen cases grow we have to be real about this uh, we have to be very real about this delta is like nothing we've seen and we're asking everybody to do the right thing because even a handful of people not doing the right thing is having tragic consequences uh, i asked our health and police to put together uh, and, and across government agencies to put together a list of final measures where we all bunker down and but i want to make this point very clear if health says to us there's another local government area of concern we need to include in that, we will. So we know from the experience overseas and other places, there is not a simple solution. There isn't one thing that works, but I don't want it to ever be said that we didn't throw everything at this. And we also have to appreciate this is an evolving situation, just as other states have evolved. What, has, what was you know, a short lockdown has become a, lockdown, a longer lockdown for many others. And we need to be real about this. And the people of New South Wales should know that at every turn, uh, we've made every decision we have in the best interest of our citizens, and we'll continue to do that. But we also have to be real about Delta and what it means. And positively, our rates of vaccination are going through the roof in New South Wales. And the quicker we get to 70% or 80%, the quicker we'll be able to live life more freely. Why
2: has it taken eight weeks for you to throw everything at this?
1: Obviously, we take decisions based on the circumstances, and the people of New South Wales get that. This week, Uh, when we saw a sudden surge in numbers, in addition to feedback from police about compliance. I mean, it was heartbreaking to hear uh, on consecutive days that a couple of hundred people did not have a reasonable reason for being out of the house and roaming around the community. Now, that is a concern. A couple of hundred people a day were picked up by police. And as fantastic as police are, We shudder to think how many people weren't picked up uh, at that time and that's why uh, those compliance issues coupled with uh, the cases as to where they are, but also coupled with our real fight. We have the time now uh, whilst we're in this lockdown to get our vaccination rates up as high as possible and to look forward to things we can do when we have those high vaccination rates.
2: Premier, Premier, we'll sorry, the, sorry, you Sorry, there's the behind expect, you the... Do you expect people to buy that? Because you've been drag, kicking and screaming every step of the way here, you know, lockdown light with non-essential retail allowed to open and then it was the, the ring fence around Sydney and now it's a curfew on the LGA of So how can you say that you know, you've been doing everything you can when you clearly haven't and now you're in this situation where you seem to be one step behind the virus at every step.
1: It's come to terms with the fact that eventually you need to provide freedoms to your citizens. Eventually, we need to open up to the rest of the world because the rest of the world is starting to open up. Now, we're not in the space of doing that yet, but we will be at some point.
3: But you did have a list of things that you could have done earlier that you didn't do. No, so what? The, not at all, not yes, at all. Yes, you just, this is the list of things that we, this is the list of things we could have done oh, earlier sorry, that we didn't can do. I, so why is the question? Why well, did we do this it This is earlier? a very,
1: this is a, we work together hours and hours every single day to do the right thing by our citizens. I, I will not have anybody say otherwise.
2: Now why the curfew now? Because from the health advice and police on the ground, that younger men in the, in those areas of concern, are being very difficult to manage. They're not complying. And that's not every person, obviously, but this is feedback as it comes in. From a police perspective, yes, it has been a progressive lockdown. In hindsight, do I wish that I raised curfews day one? Yeah, probably, but you probably would have laughed me out. If day one of the Delta variants, I stood here and said, we're gonna put curfews in anywhere in New South Wales. Uh, the new police powers to lock down apartment blocks to make health assessments. Police have been locking down apartment blocks for a number of weeks now through this outbreak. So, for the public, exactly what has changed here? So, at the moment, uh, Section 62 order takes time. They have to wait for positive tests, which means, whilst that's happening, people are still mobile, right? So, it's about looking at any gaps that we can close, particularly with those potential positives. So, what it means from an intelligence perspective now, We don't have to wait for the Section 62 order. I can make an order, we can lock that down, allows Health to come in, make a proper assessment, before some people, unfortunately, they, they escape. They want to get out before health come in. So, And with the residents, it's the same situation. Is that We know that once there's a positive COVID now, the close contacts will essentially escape from the house, which means we're never sort of capturing our spread of the virus. And, and, and with the, um, the making people that have been outside their LGA return, they get a fine and then they have to Isolate for 14 days. That's regardless of whether they're positive or not, is it? Look, there's there's there are two different things in that, right? So you unpack that when we find someone who lives in the LGAs of concern and they're at Bondi Beach, they get a ticket, save the tickets for a thousand dollars, they take the ticket, then they go off and have a have a cup of tea, right? Where now we've got the power to direct them home. We will check them, whether they go home or not. Obviously, that's key. The second part is obviously there are people from those non-affected LGAs going in and, again, running the risk of spreading the virus back into other LGAs. We don't want the LGAs to go from 12 to 13. That's about saying that if you have to go into the LGAs of concern, you'll, you'll obviously, one, you'll need a permit from next week. But if you don't have a reasonable excuse, well, you can go back home and isolate for 14 days. What's it about stopping the spread from the 12 LGA's, so we don't have to expand powers like the curfew? But what I'm sick of seeing is more cautions and action taken when we're not getting compliance across the state. Commissioner Commissioner Fuller, so you've asked for these tougher restrictions, especially over the next month. Are you comfortable with the talk of freedoms being extended to fully vaccinated people in the coming weeks? It certainly. Look, the Doherty report. I've read it as well. The premier's spoken but about. The six million jobs, Mark, that we've been hearing about. Look, absolutely. I mean, I want us out of lockdown. This is all about getting out of lockdown. It's not about staying in lockdown. These, if you think about what i put forward, it's about restricting the movement of people to try and restrict the movement of the virus. So I want us out of lockdown. So absolutely. The public health Commissioner, um, Service NSW website still doesn't have the application process up there. It comes into force tomorrow. Yep. What's going to happen? The people who can't apply today because it's not there. So, the permit system will come up by at least midnight tonight. And as I said earlier, with any of the permits, if they're not available, and if you have a lawful purpose, you can still travel. We won't take action against you for the permits, but people need to remember it's an offence today to leave Greater Sydney to go to regional New South Wales unless you have a reasonable excuse. The permit system just gives people greater certainty while they're leaving, and it really helps police. Because you imagine we're trying to enforce something with eight million people, it just helps us put our resources in the right place.
3: So what I'm announcing today is that the authorised workers who work outside those local government areas of concern um, are only permitted to work if rapid antigen testing is implemented at their work site or the worker has had their first vaccination dose by the 30th of August. Now there is bookings, there are bookings at the um at the Bank Arena for vaccination, so there is no issue with access to vaccines um, and that is a requirement. And also we're going to cease the surveillance testing. Um, I just want to acknowledge people's cooperation with that surveillance testing, but at the moment we're going to have to trade off those difficult um, priorities and prioritise symptomatic testing so that we can get that turnaround time and those results um, improved because of the slippage. And so it is important that there is no complacency anywhere. I'm really asking everyone to just hang with us for the next four to six weeks spoken before about how the majority of the spread is happening in workplaces and in people's households. Is there any health evidence to suggest that any of these measures are going to reduce that spread? Yes, because the um, permit system will put controls on people um, because people will have to say that they have to go to that workplace or that they are an authorised worker. and We are also looking at requiring them to be checked by their employers so we're, and making a false declaration on those forms will be subject to fines um, so it's a very similar system to the um, with, with minor modifications from the victorian system this is about using um, all the levers we have to make sure that people um, do the right thing and i think this is about saying that we have to get vaccinated. What we need to do is break the cycle of transmission, um, and that is complex because of the large family sizes and the seating into workplaces. Um, In the coming months, if restrictions do ease for fully vaccinated people, how will they prove to say police that they are
1: fully vaccinated? Will it be part of the Service New South Wales app, for example? Uh, Good question. Well, at the moment, you can go through Medicare and verify that you've been vaccinated, and it's got real time information, but New South Wales is also working on on a easy to use feature which will be linked into QR codes so we're also working on our own system but in the interim I do recommend if people want to have proof of their vaccination you just go through the Medicare app and there's real time information on how many doses you've had and when you've been vaccinated so in the interim people can use that but I will also say that Service NSW through Minister Dominello is working on uh, good technology where people will be able to do everything at the one go, they'll be able to QR code, they'll be able to demonstrate they've been vaccinated, it will be very efficient uh, and give us good ways in which we can make life easier for our citizens. We are making it literally an operation like nothing before seen in New South Wales and what we need now is for people to come forward, especially can I again call out, as Dr. Chant has, it's part of, it's a critical part of our strategy to have everybody between the ages of 69 and 39 vaccinated. Uh, We're very pleased the federal government gave us those extra half a million doses of Pfizer. Uh, uh, We were pleading for more vaccines, we got them and now we're pleading for people to come forward get bookings and get that jab in their arm because in three or four weeks time they'll be fully vaccinated they'll be protected their loved ones will be protected but it will also do a great community service because it means the spread will be reduced and it will help all of us get out of lockdown uh, in a more timely way
2: what sort of disruption can people who still need to move around sydney what sort of disruption can they expect with the police operation? It's going to take oh, place. Look,
1: uh, I don't think, Dr. Uh, I don't think Commissioner Fuller, I should say, or Minister Elliot, or anybody, has been uh, more stronger than ever to say, please don't engage in any illegal activity. And uh, we still don't know the impact of that initial protest because when people are diagnosed and you ask them what they've done, I doubt they're going to tell us they were at an illegal protest. So let's not underestimate the impact of those mass events have on super-spreading events. We know from the updates Dr Chank gives us that even when there's a small gathering, infection rates are horrific. So imagine when there's thousands and thousands of people coming together illegally without proper protection, without social distancing, without any of those things. It is, it is scary to think how many cases can arise from that, and I can't stress that enough. I think that was one of the worst days to feel so heartbroken when people knowingly did the wrong thing. And I would hate to think that any of those people then went home and gave the virus to their loved ones. I wouldn't be able to live with that guilt. And I just want people to appreciate... That yes, if anybody has a protest, take it out on social media, uh, take it out when we're out of lockdown. Tell us all what you think of the world. We don't mind that. There are multiple ways of demonstrating your uh, dislike of something or your protest. But do it. Don't do it by illegal activity. It is just hurting everybody, including your loved ones, and that is the strongest message. I'm sorry. Oh, Wilson, yeah,
2: can
1: you, sure. Can you just
2: a protest question. Can you give us an update? What are you going to be doing? Yeah, thanks. Can so I just say that the Dimash. police? Oh, sorry. Mate. The um, New South Wales uh, Police Minister David Elliott and the Police Commander, uh, Deputy Commissioner Malandian, will give an update this afternoon in relation to the operation. But I can say there will be a strong police presence, much bigger than last time. And my messaging has been clear: as the ministers, there's, there's no time to protest. There are many other ways for you to voice your concerns. If you come into the city, you will be disappointed. Obviously a big part of the police activity will be assuring that things like vaccination and essential workers can continue. So big police presence don't come into the city.
1: And I just want to thank everybody in Team New South Wales. This has been a team effort. As far as the pandemic has been concerned, we've been at it like 20 months now. And can I just now publicly express my gratitude to everybody in the health team, everybody in the police team, everybody in Dr Chan and the public health team, all the thousands of frontline workers, uh, all of our colleagues, all of the community leaders. Yes, it's been frustrating and difficult. But it's during these difficult times that we all test our mettle, and i don't think there's a single person in our state that's not affected in some way all of us are and this is a chance to bunker down and also provide leadership on how we can live with this into the future because we have to come to terms with that and i just encourage everybody to please keep doing the right thing The small number of you that aren't watch out because we'll find you
0: All along, I have understood where we stand in the COVIDian cult. But just in case we all need a refresher, I think it's worth an overview of what I took away from the tyrants in Australia. The first thing is that police, they are not there to protect and to serve you. They are health mercenaries at this point. And even broader than that, they are mercenaries of the state. Whatever it is that the state decides that needs to have a, an iron fist applied to it. That is now their jobs. And what is up for bat now? The COVID religion. You are a heretic if you do not believe the tenets of the COVIDian. And as such, you are a criminal and you are equal to someone who has committed a crime against someone else. The people, people, individual folks, people you know, you yourself, you are born a bio criminal, regardless of if you have ever committed a crime in your life. You have committed a crime just by being born. Which, in my opinion, ties back to the COVIDian cult. Because one of the main frameworks of religion, namely in the West, Christianity and Judaism and the such, is you are inherently evil. You were born into sin and you will die into sin. Unless you... Convert your degenerate heart to what is the COVIDian. Only then can you be pure. Only then can you have your full health. Only then are you doing the right things. Next, whatever the state says you have to put in your bodies, you have to do that. And right now it's a vaccination. I'm pretty damn sure that your mind can think about just how far much further this medical tyranny can go where people will begin to dictate how many children you have and then what can happen when you have too many where people can decide a plethora of more horror for people to have to submit themselves to next If everyone is infected, how are there any vaccinators able to be alive or being health enough to administer the vaccine? Nothing in their diatribe makes any sense. They contradict themselves. They never back up anything that they say with anything that is either reasonable logical or concrete i've been backwards forwards and around and around with how all of this is a farce if you listen to this podcast you understand exactly what i mean by that so i suppose i don't have to go too far into it except to say don't ever forget that this is a lie do not get so comfortable in the tyranny that you start to relax and that you start to give yourself over to the lie. There is no COVID. I am saying it. There is no COVID. COVID has been given a fancy name. The flu has been given the name COVID. Nobody talks about the flu anymore. The numbers of the flu went down supposedly. The savior is the vaccine. If you have cancer, a vaccine will cure you. If you have heart disease, a vaccine will cure you. If you have autoimmune disease, a vaccine will cure you. If you have any other ailment on this earth, a vaccine that you are administered and you have no symptoms of being sick in any form, it will cure you. As a matter of fact, the cold which has never had a cure can be cured now this is what these people are saying there is a cure for the cold all of a sudden in that press conference or let's say I have to remember what is it that a dictator does in that dictation because these people are tyrants and that was not a press conference that was a um, authoritarian giving out its edicts Um, none of the presenters had on a mask but you can hear the reporters if we can call them that because they never asked any of the questions that me and you would ask so even then it's an entire farce because you're only invited in if you are covidian nevertheless they had masks on and i just can't understand how you can never ask yourself Why do you not have a mask on? but we have masks on asking our questions. Next, it is illegal now to protest, to walk around, to leave your home, to not wear a mask, to refuse government-mandated injections, and to get the flu and the list never ends. But specifically from this press, no, this dictation, I got, the loud and clear message that in Australia it is now illegal to have human behavior. You will have your human behavior dictated to you and in in Australia you're not special. It's just that you all are a little more psycho than the rest of the West and you're willing to put your people in this type of a position. Next the overwhelming sense that I got from hearing the police person give his little spiel is that they are what am I saying they are they have a license to kill you period point blank and because they have a license to kill you that gives them absolute power complete power Do not come into the city. The same city that you pay for, the same city that you maintain through your tax dollars, the same city you might be working on if you are a construction worker. Don't come into the city. Stay in your house. And if we deem that your area of the country has been infected in some way, we will come to you and we will find you. In the comments in this video, I saw that there is a protest being formulated in Australia and it could be going on as I speak or maybe it's tomorrow. I'm not certain, but it does seem that a protest is scheduled and looming. I hope you Australian folks turn out for that resist 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 do not comply do not pay it do not wear it and certainly do not allow those people to inject you if you don't do anything else when they talk about being you protecting your family protecting your family Is exactly what you need to do. Protecting yourself. Is exactly what you need to do. But not from COVID. For them. And I will talk to you. On the next episode.